1: Jesus said if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The church of Thyatira was the smallest of the seven churches of Asia yet it had the longest letter of the seven from Jesus. He had much to say to these people and he came to them as one whose eyes were as flames of fire and this speaks of judgment that was about to fall upon this local church. Jesus said that as a result of calling them to account The other churches would also take note. In other words, he says to this church, I know what's going on there, and I'm going to deal with it. Now, there are three important things we need to say about this. First of all, the judgment for the sins of every believer took place at the cross. We will not appear at the great white throne of judgment. God will not judge the righteous with the wicked. Secondly, every Christian will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ, not for their sins, but for their works. We stand to gain or lose reward according to our faithfulness. Neither of these judgments will take place in this age but the next. But thirdly, God can and does judge unfaithful local churches in this age. And it's not a matter of if, but when. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And thank you for joining us for Set Free with author and pastor Kenley. Phil is my name. And this week we're looking at when Jesus comes to church, specifically the seven letters to the seven churches in the book of Revelation and what Jesus had to say to them. Ken, it sounds like Jesus wasn't at all happy with this church at Thyatira,
1: What was happening there, do you think? Well, Jesus had a few things against this church, and and they all seem to be related to this woman known as Jezebel. She was a self-styled prophetess, and and the church had allowed her to become established and to operate within the church. And she was influencing some of the members, not in a good way. Now, of course, a prophet or a prophetess is someone who claims to speak on behalf of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know whether Jezebel was her name or whether she was just like the Jezebel of the Old Testament. Now, We know that that Jezebel lived in the time of Elijah. She was the daughter of the king of Sidon. So she wasn't really an Israelite. She married in. She married Ahab. And so there was this kind of um, union between people from two different religions. So she introduced idolatry into Israel. And the same thing's happening here with this church. She's introducing bad ideas, bad influence. Exactly. In church. Yeah. yeah. So what's important, though, is is how she did it. If you, if you go back into the accounts in 1 Kings of, of Jezebel, we see that her marriage to Ahab brought about a kind of a trade relationship with Sidon. And that brought sudden prosperity and a great wealth to Israel, but also it resulted in them worshipping the god of Sidon, which is Baal. And the way they did that was they, they sort of combined the two together, mm. Baal and Jehovah, like a Baalized Jehovah. This woman of Thyatira also encouraged a similar thing, to compromise for the sake of business. See, if you wanted to be successful, writers tell us that you had to belong to a guild. So you you signed up to belong to this guild of tradesmen, and you go along to one of their festivals or their feasts, and it would be a very strong pagan thing. There would be a lot of sin going on, you know, immorality and worshipping false gods, and so there was this... Compromise; that was taking place for the sake of business.
0: Yeah, they justified it because of the business. Yeah. So the the day of reckoning had come for this woman,
1: but was that for the church as well with this letter? Uh, well, first of all, Phil, you know God gave her time to repent. That's the that's the first thing. You know, God God is so long suffering and merciful, uh, but unfortunately, this long suffering was misinterpreted. So she just assumed that the Lord was indifferent to what was going on because she wasn't being judged. Yeah. Then it's okay. But now God says, I'm going to cast her into a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her. So so the day of reckoning has come. Now, let's see a couple of things here, though, about the mercy of God. First of all, Jesus still says, but if she repents, she'll she'll be spared. That's how big is the mercy of God. But secondly, he says also other churches will see and, and observe what's going on here and hopefully that they'll learn from this
0: experience. Mm, it doesn't always happen, though. Moving to the next church, that's the church at Sardis. The situation for them was different again to Thyatira. Uh, They
1: looked pretty good on the outside, but wasn't the case. Yeah, they looked squeaky clean on the outside. Um, But they had a name that they were alive, but they were actually dead, uh, Jesus said. Somebody illustrated it like this, uh, Phil. Astronomers tell us that there's uh, the light from a polar star that takes 33 years to reach Earth. Now that star actually could have plunged into darkness. In Otherwise, it could have died 30 years ago. I mean, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know because its light is still coming to Earth because it takes that long yeah. to, for it to travel. And it could be a dead star, if you like, shining on the light of a brilliant past. And that's how this church was. It was a shining light, but its its light was all on its testimony about its past. It had a name that it was alive, but actually it was dead. It had a form of godliness but it denied the power. And that's what Jesus was saying. You've got a name that you're alive, but actually you're dead. You know, there's your name is that you're morally good and sound. There was no immorality there. There was no heresy there. But the problem is it was dead. And uh, only the discerning can detect spiritual death when everything looks good on the outside. I mean, you look at someone who's living in sin and uh, just really living wickedly, you don't need to be discerning. Easy to spot, yeah. But but with religion, which is like just a form of godliness, uh, there can be, you know, people can have that with the absence of real vitality of relationship with Jesus. That's a little bit difficult to discern. I mean, churches can appear to be alive. They can have finances. They can have numbers, buildings, equipment, music, power dressing. And people can say, wow, that church is alive. But actually, it might be living on the glory of a brilliant past, but now might actually be dead. Yeah, That's be, what we're looking at yeah. here. It can be very subtle, can So. Jesus gave some good advice to this church, though, didn't he? Yeah, he comes to this church as he who has the seven spirits of God. Now, somebody might say, oh, are there seven spirits? I thought there was only one. Well, it's obviously referring to the one Holy Spirit, and the term seven spirits is a reference to the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. Actually, if you want to really get into a Bible study about this, in uh, Isaiah chapter 11, we read about the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's a little bit like light, if we can take that, Illustration, you know, light is both single, but it's also sevenfold. You know, if a ray of light is broken, say, by the prism of a raindrop, then it's 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 uh, fragmented into mm. seven beautiful colors, but it's still one light. And it's like that with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus fittingly comes to this church, uh, announcing, "Hey, you know, I can minister the Holy Spirit to you. What you need is." the the, the life of the Spirit. You're you're going through things mechanically, religiously, but you're void of the direction and the leadership of the Holy Spirit in this church. Somebody once said, um, you know, if the Holy Spirit was taken from the earth, 80% of churches would carry on as normal. (laughs) I guess this would be
0: one of them, you know. Yeah, I think we're probably all guilty of that from time to time. We should all heed
1: this advice that's been given. Yeah, and that's why Jesus said to this church, be watchful, be watchful. You know, don't be overconfident because that leads to a lack of watchfulness. Actually, there's a very interesting story here, Phil, uh, relating to this. You know, the city of Sardis, you go back years before this letter was written, and of course the inhabitants of the city would know about this story. Um, It fell to its enemies because of lack of watchfulness. Um, In 549 BC, when the Persians came against it, there was the city sort of in lockdown, if you like, Okay, yeah. in defence against the Persians approaching. And it seemed like there was no way in. But there was one observant Persian soldier, and he watched um, a guard of Sardis who was not alert, and this guard accidentally dropped his helmet down a steep cliff-like rock. And he just observed this guy go after the helmet. And he thought, ah, oh, okay, so there is a way up this rocky you know, mountain thing, into the city. This guy, through his lack of watchfulness, has just shown us the way into the city. And and, and so I guess that when they said be watchful, they were thinking about, yeah, our city fell because one of our soldiers was not watchful. But Jesus does go on to say, you've got a few people there that have not soiled their garments. And, And what I love about that, Phil, is that God will always work where there's a remnant. Sometimes there's just a handful of people, you know, just like Gideon and his little band of warriors. Sometimes in a church or in a group, there's just a few people that are faithful, that are just praying and and just looking to God and walking with Him. And God can always work through a small group.
0: When Jesus Comes to Church. That's the subject of our conversation this week and we'll continue it tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book Grace Roots, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's
0: vision.org.au.